A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back. I'm your host for today, Christina, and I am joined by Katie and Bean and our guest today, Kate O'Driscoll. But before we get into the episode, I'd like to remind you to like, subscribe and download our podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcast and also on YouTube. And so let before we sort of launch into our interview with Kate today, I'm going to go around and ask everyone, what are you drinking? So Katie, what are you drinking? Okay, I am drinking a Tom Crean brewery from Kenmare Beer. It's Kerry Surf and Turf. Okay, can you see that? Yeah, just about. So I'm reading it and it's like, Surf and Turf, how do you get Surf and Turf into a beer? So this is what it says on the can. A traditional ale with a real taste of Kerry fusing the majestic mountain landscape and the crashing Atlantic surf. We infuse a combination of seaweed and peaty turf flavor. Ooh. To give you a taste of ancient Kerry. Oh, so, I like that. I'm not sure how they do it, but I can definitely taste the peat. Like it's it's you take it's a taste of turf, you know. Cool. So, and this is what it looks like. In it's the pretty. It's pretty brown yeah. and sort it's of nice. and um, like a coppery ruby. Is it mm. in in your light? Yeah, it's quite a nice color. It's quite a nice color. Nice flavor. I was down there during the summer. And uh, they have a lovely display there all about, so their brewery um, is really, really small, but they have the display of uh, Tom Crean's journey to the Antarctic. And then they did a, they went back and they actually did the journey that he did quite recently. So it's his granddaughter uh, owns the, the pro- and her husband is the brewer, Bill Shepard. So it was really, really nice. I highly recommend it. Food was lovely. And they survived the trip. They did survive the trip. Excellent. Yeah. (laughs) So there you go. Awesome. So Bean, what are you drinking? Um, I've got a lucky New England IPA from Trouble Brewing with Talos and Simcoe hops. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's nice and it's cloudy. You know, it's got a little haze, bit of good bit of, you know, uh pale ill kind of body it's 4.4 percent it's a shareable big size of can and i i like the the whole the whole balance of it nice yeah. and hoppy and you say shareable i'm like i don't share my beer. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this is actually a non-shareable <laughs> but i have to share because 
How about you, Christina? Oh, um, I'm drinking Eight Degrees. It's from the Irish Monroe series, the Ford of the Fianna Belgian IPA, um, which is just something a bit different. Um, we always joke that there's too many IPAs, um, but it's nice to see some like different iterations of IPA. So like a Belgian IPA, that's kind of nice to see. So that's kind of what drew me to this. Um, what are you drinking, Kate? I am drinking a Ballycool Cavern Red Ale, Brickyard Red. Mm. Um, don't know if you know, you probably, well, I know Christina knows, but um, Joe Ojuska, my husband, is head brewer for Ballycool Cavern. So um, this is what we have on tap in our Shabin at the moment. So it's um, just too easy to go out and <laughs> pour a glass, you know, whenever you're going low. So no, it's just a lovely, multi seasonal, delicious caramelly red ale it's just solid irish red ale and um yeah very nice yeah and the color is really nice as yeah. well in that glass it's beautiful yeah, nice it's lovely, red lovely color really autumny yeah. <laughs> yeah perfect for this kind of weather that we're having actually actually and on that note kate if you have introduced to our listeners sort of your who you are and what you do um with your beer and cooking and 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 your your chefing and and all that kind of stuff that you do sure so um yeah i basically i started an instagram account in 2016 um i i can't remember why i think it's just you know it was a platform i was interested in my photography was shocking so I wanted to kind of explore getting better at photography and I wanted to document what I was doing with my cooking because I'm a passionate home cook I'm not a chef in any way never ever claimed to be a chef um I just have a really big passion for home cooking just using Irish produce and also a love of independent Irish craft breweries and beer um worldwide as well not just Irish but mainly you know when I can Irish um Joe was sort of getting into home brewing at the time and so we just thought we'd go from there and you know I just for the last four years hang on 16 17 18 19 20, five years <laughs> been um you know documenting my cooking journey and I think it was probably the first lockdown when I really started to you know try and actively support Irish small producers who are obviously struggling during the first lockdown everything kind of went you know belly up um with the first you know the start of the pandemic and you know little businesses started struggling so I just wanted to show my support and give as much um give as much back to Irish small producers breweries um and independent businesses as I could. So I started buying differently than I'd normally shop. I, you know, started ordering things from, from as far as Donegal, from the oyster farm there, right down to Gubbin in, in Cork. And then I tried to do everything in between as well. Um, as well as supporting all the breweries along the way and documenting. I mean, it's just a love for beer. And, you know, I'll take a picture and I have, pretty much no well I do have some knowledge of you know off flavors and things like that but it is more of a, a love of beer and different beers and different styles and um taking photos along the way and just showing people what is out there and what's available in Ireland so I started kind of cooking with beer because it's just such a versatile ingredient with foods and I think you know people always assume um the wine is the way forward to kind of pair with with food and to cook with you know you've got 
you know, wine and casseroles and everything. So I decided to take it to another level and start using different craft beers. Um, so Hope Brewery, the first brewery to really pick up on this. And I did a series with them for their um, Food Loves Hope. And we did a series of six videos where I used different um, beers from their core range to do different um, recipes. And we recorded those and they're up on YouTube. And um, yeah, so just to show the versatility of um, beer and food, the pairing of them together and that you can use beer and food and it just can enhance flavour so much. That's Uh, so cool. Yeah, no, it's really good. I really, really enjoy it. And I think, I hope that comes across in what I do. I mean, I think people have said, and you know, um, I'm working recently with Dublin City Brewing and the reason that they sort of approached me in the first place was just that you just come across so, you know, you can tell you genuinely love what you do and, you know, you could quite easily just support Ballycook Cavern and nobody else and, you know, just be kind of all about Ballycook Cavern and refuse to support anybody else um, in the Irish craft beer scene. But, I mean, that's just not, not what I'm about. I'd rather try and support everybody equally. If I don't like a beer, I'm not going to lambast them all over the internet I might you know if it's really bad I might um private message the uh the brewery um but you know if I like something I will sing it from the rooftops so that's basically what I'm all about and I just have a passion for food and beer and that's me (laughs) that is so cool because I suppose when I think of beer and food the, the normal ones would always be like uh beer batter fish or something like that or maybe a stout cake or something like that. Yeah. But then, like, other stuff, it's I'm, like, thinking, God, I don't know of, of any other, like, mainstream beer foods. That's it. I mean, it, it, everything, you know, there are some things that go mm. together. Um, yeah, I just wanted to show the versatility of beer and cooking and the way that the flavours can just, you know, complement each other. So... You know, different things. I mean, savoury and sweet, they both work really, really well. So, you know, mussels and red ale, for example, and you know, the seafood and, you know, the kind of sharp saltiness and the caramel flavours of the red ale just go brilliantly. Mm. And, you know, just things like that. So, yeah. <laughs> so what sort of brought you to craft beer? Um, like we've been talking about your love of it, but how did you get started? And, and like with what was your first beer? What was your first sort of foray into, Gosh, into craft okay. beer? So basically, I, I've been um, not into craft beer, but around different beers my entire life. My dad was a big, um, a big beer fan. He was really into his cask ales and we always had um, Spitfire and um you know, all the old school uh, Hook Norton kind of, I grew up kind of five kilometres from Hook Norton. So we always had kind of those old school sort of um, ales in the fridge at home and being on the doorstep of Hook Norton is just amazing. It's such, I don't know if you ever get the chance you have to visit. It's just the most amazing Gothic brewery. It's just, it's so, it's just such an amazing building. And, you know, so I've been into kind of, um kind of old English style ale for you know since since I was you know old enough to drink really probably a little bit before actually um <laughs> my dad would always let me kind of have a, a good old um try of everything so you know I, I've got him I, you know, I I thank him for uh 
leads me down the right path for for the year. Uh, and we were, you know, I grew up in the UK and there are so many amazing breweries. We've got Adnams, you know, obviously Ghost Ship. That was a pretty local brewery as well. So I was very lucky with the breweries we have around us. Um, and obviously, um, before I came to Ireland, I lived down in Canterbury for five years. So I was on the doorstep of Faversham, which is one of the oldest breweries in the UK. Um, and then being quite close to London as well. Um, and just the whole the whole car scale scene in the UK is just fantastic. So every time I go back now, it's a little bit like a cask tour of um, where I am <laughs> at the time. <laughs> so I just wish we had more cask in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, and I'm jelly for sure. I'm sure you're influencing Joe to like, or because Ballycock Haven are going to have a tap room, right? They are. It's it's absolutely amazing. It just it's just it's coming along fantastically well. It's such an amazing place with so much history. It's just a stunning setting for so many things. And I mean, Joe is doing a fantastic job with his assistant brewer Dave, and then David, the owner as well. So it's the two Daves and Joe. Um, they're just a brilliant team and they just support each other so much but as well as that I mean the support from the rest of the craft beer industry as well I mean Joe's not been in the brewing game that long but um, from the rest of the Irish brewery scene absolutely incredible like people that offer advice and help there's a place for everybody and everyone supports each other and it's such a wonderful environment to be working in I mean he's, he's just blown away by the you know the the the, the inclusivity is that a word inclusive no yeah I can't say yeah. inclusivity is a, <laughs> a good word the inclusiveness of the whole um scene so no it's brilliant and Balico Cavern it's flying along you know they're exporting all over the place now to France and to Italy we can't get enough of the Balico oh, wow. Cavern beers um oh, so yeah it's uh, it's great really good brilliant Fabulous. yeah that's great so good and I just want to say that to drink Ballycock Haven beer, you 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 would think the head brewer has been doing it since he could walk. You know, it tastes really, really good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's gifted at what he does. I mean, he only started home brewing, I'd say, around about five years ago. Um, and it was pretty obvious straight away that he had kind of such a passion, like me in the cooking. He had such a passion for what he was doing. Um and uh, yeah, he just, it was kind of, he took every opportunity that was given to him. Um, and then he learned so much from Nigel, who was the head brewer before him. Um, got he You know, he trained so hard with him and then just took over the reins and he's been finding his feet, you know, with what he's doing. And he's just experimenting with different styles. And, you know, he has his range of Clancy's cans, which are really Joe's baby. So he can really kind of, um, explore his creativity with that and the new Clancy's can is just I actually think it's the best one yet I'd normally be um session IPA kind of fan you know that would be my kind of go-to style but Haunted um Haunted Woods is actually um a doppelbuck and it's not a doppelbuck what am I talking about a dunkle and it's it's just a fabulous dark lager it it's just got these <gasps> chocolate and caramel notes and it's just so and um it's just perfect I just love it <laughs> I've been I've been drinking far too much of it for the last three days since it um since it got canned 
The name is amazing. Like Haunted Woods just kind of makes you think of like crisp leaves and like darkness and the night and then Devil Back just kind of really yeah. marries that kind of experience. I really like I really love how sort of evocative that whole idea is. And with yeah. sort of that, you talked about, you know, sort of Joe's passion for brewing. But what is without giving away your, you know, sort of state secrets, like how do you come up with your recipes? Like what is your where where do you get your creativity? Like what is your muse, I guess? Um I never follow a recipe. I'm a very instinctive cook. So I just use flavors that I like. And I I quite like trying to recreate flavors and dishes that I've had in other places, in restaurants, around the world, on travels. Um, so I just, I'm always trying to like recreate like a memory or, you know, nostalgic food or anything like that. So it's, it's not necessarily a recipe I follow. It's just throwing the flavors in, see what works. Um, Thank goodness, mostly it always does. <laughs> I've never had like a major disaster. Um, but like when you when you obviously taste beer, you can taste the different flavors in different beers, and you know you know kind of what they're going to lend themselves to. So I just kind of go with um, the flavors of the beer, and then try and complement that with whichever flavors I'm using and cooking. So they kind of you know they they you know they balance each other out. So yeah. And I think the the I've been looking through your Instagram and I was just like starving looking at it. Some of the food looks so tasty. I was like, oh, I don't know how to cook that. It looks lovely. I just want to eat it. But um, I love your your you know the idea of wanting to invoke nostalgia and like wanting to kind of recreate like a favorite meal or like how you felt in a certain place. And I think along that, I have a question about your. You have a shabine, so can you tell? Um, our listeners, if they're not familiar, if you're not from Ireland, what a shabine is and, and sort of what it does. Okay, so basically, shabine, a shabine is an illicit drinking den. Um, basically, it's a garden, um, it's a shed pub. <laughs> so um, we actually had uh, a fire um, that started in our turf shed back in February this year. And it destroyed our whole garden, very nearly our house. Pretty traumatic. Um Basically, our whole garden was destroyed and our original shabine that we had. So, um, yeah, we, uh, we've we been pretty much building up this year, getting the garden back straight again, getting the house repaired. A lot of the windows um, on the side of the house where the fire happened blew in. Our bathroom was destroyed. Um, it was pretty scary to be honest um oh, I'd say that was it sounds really really traumatizing it was, oh it was it's just terrifying uh, it wasn't a great start to the year to be honest mm-hmm. uh, you know off the back <laughs> of two pretty horrendous years uh, I was just like oh fuck you 2021 yeah <laughs> yep. but um <laughs> oh no we, we we can curse on here so so work work away <laughs> but um yeah so I mean I just I was blown away by people just offering to help and you know just come down and like a builder guy that came down and just helped us out was amazing but um the upshot of the whole fire was our garden is now pretty much back to normal we've got a beautiful garden now we can now enjoy which we didn't before and we have a new shabine which we have christened the phoenix um oh i love it from out of the flames comes something new and reborn it's a different concept altogether i will actually show you i can it's right out of the door here can you Oh wow! Beautiful. Here we go. 
Um, if you're listening and not watching on YouTube, she's showing us. Yeah, no, it's a fantastic place. We spend far too much time in there <laughs> enjoying um, beers. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's what a Shabin is, really. Fun wow, place. That really is what a Shabin is. Yeah. That is a beautiful. awesome beer show. Thank you. That's obviously oh. like a five star Shabin because, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's actually had a little upgrade recently because you've probably seen my Instagram. Um, I've been getting massively into kind of barbecuing and smoking. Um, again, from the beginning of the year, this is all. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Like, um, off the back of the fire... Obviously, everything in the shed that we owned, that you usually keep in a shed, was destroyed. Our barbecue had gone. Like, I'm talking like a $22.99 from Little Jobby made of tin, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Chose to me um, once the insurance was sorted. Why don't we get one of these Kamados? And I was like, what? what's a Kamado? And he was like, oh, it's a Japanese ceramic barbecue. They're amazing. So I was like, ah, we'll never use it. Never use it. Oh, there's no point in spending all that money on something that we'll never use. And I think I pretty much use it three or four times a week now. Um, so I had to Brilliant. build a little, well, I didn't. Joe, very talented that he is, built me a little barbecue shack that comes off the side of the Shabin. So I've got somewhere to cook in the winter. I've got dinner on it now <laughs> for later. Brilliant. That is so cool. And again, I'm just, I've got the barbecue bug big time. And it's, uh, again, it's kind of the barbecue scene is synonymous with beer as well. So you can do lots of things yeah. with beer and barbecue, which is really, um, that's what Dublin City Brewing were quite interested in. Um, they could see me getting into all the, uh, the barbecue and the smoking recipes. So they wanted to maybe explore um, seasonal recipes coming into the winter with, um, with using their beer to, to do things like that. So that was another really interesting avenue to go down. And I think that, 
the Kamada, is that what you call it? I think that yeah, has been a, a pandemic purchase for quite a few people. Because I know my brother-in-law got one during I think I'd, one of the lockdowns. I don't know. There's so many of them. Yeah. I can't keep track. And um, I see some friends of mine sharing their pictures of all their different foods that they're doing. And it's yeah. like, I didn't realize this was a thing. And then the, no, the, the uni pizza oven is another one that seems yeah, to have yeah. been a I mean, big it's a pandemic. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the good thing is as well that I think probably once a year, Little and Aldi do a, a mini version, like a little 99 euro version. And they are just fabulous. Just if you've got you want to cook a few bits for a couple of people, um, they're a great little bit of kit. So makes it more affordable if you wanted to go down that route yeah. and just try it out, you know. Yeah. So what's the beer of choice for barbecue uh, mashups? God, um. For me, I would mainly use the darker kind of ales for barbecue, the reds and the stouts, because I do quite a lot of um, marinades or sauces. So like the smoky, smokiness and, you know, um, if you're going to add kind of that barbecue flavour, a beer that's going to stand up in that, in those, with those flavours, um, something like a, a lager wouldn't work because it would just get lost. So you want a, a kind of robust beer for to stand up to those smoky kind of flavors. So yeah. And just Maybe. piggybacking off of that, just piggybacking off Bean's question because I just wanted to know what or what style of beer, what style of beers, um, styles of beers do you think um, are sort of really versatile with cooking with? Like, do you have? go-to beers if you're like oh you know this this is a really versatile one and I can use it in fish and chicken and also you know it stands up to red meat or you know or is it just really really context specific depends on exactly what you're cooking with and there really isn't one yeah sometimes I mean I do think about it if I come up if I if I'm cooking and I'm you know I'm thinking about what flavor is going to work in a recipe if there are strong flavors you know if it's kind of a red meat then again I'd go down the kind of darker beer route or a kind of uh, more of a multi-sided English style kind of pale ale or IPA um lighter dishes like fish and chicken I'd go more towards the kind of lighter beers uh you know session IPAs and lagers pilsners um things like that so yeah it depends on you know on the flavors going into the dish as well and what kind of um I suppose, oh, I suppose the seasonings of this really kind of make a difference because if you're going to have something with a lot of garlic, that's quite overpowering. So you want to be able to taste, you know, taste the beer because you no, know, otherwise there's no point in using it. You may as well just be using water. So you want to have that the flavors to to be able to enhance the dish and to be able to really kind of um, stand out. Yeah. Very cool. Dean or Katie, do you have any questions? I really do, but I don't know exactly when to ask them. Do you want to just talk a bit more, Kate, about like what what you've been like really enjoying putting together lately, or like what's been a standout thing in in the progression of things? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, for me, it's just so organic, and like. I, I just feel really privileged and lucky to be doing what I absolutely love. And to be honest, I just, I'm so grateful that actually people want to see it and that 
you know, breweries are actually hitting me up to use their their beers to actually do what I'm doing. And it's just it's so it's a, it's a nice way to be able to give back and, you know, to just showcase their product and different ways to use beer. And everyone's sort of like, you know, oh, drink a beer. But, you know, you, you don't automatically um, kind of put beer with food for cooking so it's just a nice way to showcase the versatility of beer and how it can really elevate food to another level um and I'm, I'm just really really enjoying the journey and everything that comes with it and I'm just very grateful to everyone who supports me and um gives me these opportunities which just sort of keep coming and I'm just kind of like oh sometimes I'm a bit like a deer in headlights and I'm just yeah. like what unbelievable and just like what me little old me who just you know it's just the whole Instagram thing just seems to have exploded and I've um I've learned a lot about photography <laughs> since I started doing it and um looking back five years ago my photos were awful <laughs> um and now like I'm you know I'm just I'm really enjoying every kind of aspect of the food the beer everything together and then the photography as well and you know, making that hopefully appeal to somebody and, you know, showing them that, you know, there are different different ways out there to use to use beer as well as drinking it as well. So yeah. <laughs> well, I've definitely been very privileged to try a few of your um brain children and <laughs> like things that you've made and like oh, they really you. are really good. They're incredible. They made me say, I have to go and congratulate the chef. You'll have to just accept that because, you you know, Um, but yeah, are there beers that you can remember, like that stand out in memory from breweries around Ireland or trips or you were like, my goodness, I have to go and make a stew or, or, you know, whatever it was, I have to go and smoke some meat now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, there's several recipes that I'll do quite a lot of the time. Um, There's beer soaked chicken you basically now for this I do use like quite a multi-pilsner um Dublin City Brewing Pilsner very good for this recipe and also I've used um Hope Grunt as well it's that lovely kind of wheaty kind of citrusy flavor um you take your chicken and you soak it you know like you would in buttermilk but in the beer and then you make a mix of corn flour and garlic onion powder paprika you make any kind of rub you want anything you have in the press chuck it in I'm not a kind of recipe person I don't go oh you need one tablespoon of this and half a teaspoon of that it's everything you have I chuck in I just look at it and you know if it looks right and spices are kind of in in kind of equal measures that's fine toss your chicken in whack it on the barbecue spray it with some spray oil and you have the most delicious sort of KF style Kildare fried chicken, Kamado fried chicken. <laughs> um, it's just fail safe every time. So, and the, the beer actually acts as a tenderizer. So you'll get the nicest, um, moistest chicken. Um, it's not dry in any way. Pre- preferably use some um, chicken thighs for the recipe because they, are, they do tend to have that little bit of extra fat content um, that stands up really well to, you know, indirect cooking on a barbecue. Um, or in the oven, you can do it in the oven as well, but um, you know, as I said, I'm all about the barbecue at the minute. Um, but yeah, that's a, a great recipe for every day. And, you know, the kids love it. It's an all rounder. So, you know, it's a really good one to, to use. Mm. Yeah. So who cooks Christmas dinner in your house, Kate? 
Oh, I do. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> but it's grand. I love it. I just love all the preparation and I try and get most of it done the day before. And, um, you know, I've always, my family have always been, you know, sort of cooking from scratch and um, nothing kind of bought from packets or jars or anything. So I kind of, I, I make stuffing about a week in advance and just, uh, you know, it's yeah to let the flavors and everything come together and lots of lemon zest and things like that lots of aromatics so yeah all good I cook the Christmas dinner but no complaints so far (laughs) well you know I think I need to be invited to Christmas dinner so that I can taste it so that I can I can you know feedback honestly because I I reckon that uh the people that you're serving now are slightly biased and they're not going to say hey ma'am that's terrible (laughs) (laughs) well you're more than welcome (laughs) (laughs) so Kate what what sort of projects do you have in the future or what sort of things would you really like to work on or work Um, or or work with or anything like that yeah I think do you know what everything happens for me so kind of organically it's it's I I don't really have a plan see my day job is a gluten-free baker so I do my gluten-free cakes for all my cafes and places that I supply and um, that keeps me busy sort of Monday to Friday and everything else sort of beer and food related is worked around that Um, because obviously I work from home Um, so no real plans it's just everything everything that presents itself I will take on you know I'm a yes girl and I I don't say no to anything I'm just I'm you know I'm I'm a full believer in you know just taking every opportunity that presents itself and just yeah I've learned that you know life's way too short and so I'm just taking every opportunity as it presents itself and just loving what I'm doing so yeah (laughs) and being a gluten-free baker is quite a specific like niche field how did you end up doing that again see I fall into these things by accident (laughs) which is again what happened I started off this was back to 20 years ago when I was a student I made a recipe that went wrong that turned into me um making a cheesecake without the cheese because I'd forgotten to put it in which (laughs) inevitably ended up me rolling it into balls and um covering it in cocoa powder and they ended up in sort of chocolate truffles um and people said, oh, my God, these are amazing, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I started making them for friends, family, got into the markets eventually, um, started selling them at markets. Um, and then about four years ago, um, after I'd been doing kind of wedding favours for people and all sorts, um, a new cafe that was opening up in the town contacted me and said, oh, do you do any, because um, I'm wheat free myself, I'm highly allergic to wheat um so I just naturally cook it cook everything either wheat or gluten-free so they they contacted me and asked me if I would um if I you know did any kind of gluten-free cakes so I was like well I do have a, a recipe for brownies and you know I can I can bake those for your for your um for your shop and stuff got the kitchen HSC registered and everything and um it literally went from there and now I supply one two five five cafes in total so yeah it keeps me busy (laughs) and do you ever um have a bad reaction to it's not the gluten that that you're allergic to is it so beer is okay you're you're safe with beer 
Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's wheat flour that I'm allergic to. Um, but funnily enough, I can drink wheat beers, um, but only clear wheat beers. I can't handle things like Hoe Garden, anything cloudy. There must be something, a protein, the protein that I'm allergic to is left in. But I think with a lot of filtered sweet beers, that protein has been sort of cleared out in the brewing process. I don't know which protein I'm actually allergic to. This was all done, like, again, about 20 years ago through homeopathy. So, um, yeah, uh, I just, once I cut wheat out of my life, I was a different person because I obviously had these awful... <laughs> awful symptoms uh, for about five years and um, didn't know what was causing them and then went and got diagnosed and they said it's wheat flour and I was like it was in everything you know and you're thinking okay so if I try and be healthy I'll go down the whole wheat pasta and wholemeal bread wheat flour you know and yeah. I was I was making myself worse and worse until basically I just my body started um, my immune system just shut down and I came out in this whole body moving rash and it was just crazy and um I went into the doctor and he had to go and get a second opinion and they didn't really know what was going on so that was when I went down the homeopathy route and they uh, did the little tests with the vials of concentrated liquid and you hold your arm out and there's quite a lot of resistance and this one little vial I held next to my tummy button and my arm just went floppy and I was like what and he's like wheat flour out so I was like right okay so I'm a, I was a new woman after that <laughs> That is crazy. And yeah, 20 years ago, we didn't have the options that we have today, I suppose, you know. There was kind of cardboard bread and cardboard pasta. And that was basically it. But um, do you know what? I actually try and stay away from the free from aisle because everything is just so um, processed. And it's just so much sugar. And just to give it flavor, that, that is one of the reasons I started baking um gluten-free just my aim in life was to produce a gluten-free bread and a gluten-free cake um which didn't have that horrible gritty um over-processed texture so again it, it was kind of a, a project um an ongoing one still ongoing <laughs> I still haven't managed yeah. to nail the the perfect gluten-free loaf yet but I'm I'm, I'm working on it <laughs> That's a different thing, being very instinctual in your cooking and just throwing whatever the spice drawer has and then trying yeah. to work out a, a baking strategy, hey? Yeah. Um, the good thing about gluten-free baking and wheat-free baking is you don't have to be, it's not quite um, so kind of chemistry heavy, if you know what I mean? I know baking is a science, but with um gluten-free and wheat-free baking it's all a bit kind of experimental um it's all a bit kind of you know what works and what doesn't work so you kind of you work it out as you go along so again it was just right up my street just throw everything in and hope for the best and usually it does <laughs> um yeah it's good <laughs> awesome so if people Something want I enjoy to doing, and, and especially yeah. um to be able to to give back to other people that haven't been able to enjoy these things um, something that isn't just you know in a horrible little packet separate from everything else just to do sort of home baking for other people and for them to be able to enjoy that as well um, in the coffee shops that I supply is is really good so I love doing that so yeah yeah so where can people look for you or find your do you do recipes gosh oh, I mean you... um, yeah all over the place really what well, the, the gluten-free well just generally 
Instagram, it sounds like, is Basically super popular. Instagram, yeah, I, I, I have a love, a love-hate relationship with Twitter because I'm not very good at it. It's too fast-paced for me and I'm just a bit more laid back. I'm just kind of, oh God, no, I don't know what I'm doing. But um, yeah, Instagram, Kate O'Driscoll, Food Beers Life is where you'll find me on there. And um, all my food and beer creations and what I'll be doing kind of in the run-up to Christmas and things like that. Not sure what yet, but... um. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I'm sure it will taste delicious, whatever you do. Thank you. <laughs> totally. So does anyone have any last questions for Keeper <laughs> hostage for hours? <laughs> oh, we'd love to. Do you want to add anything else before we wrap it up? No, I don't think so. But thank you for having me, girls. It's been amazing to talk to you. And um, hopefully we'll be able to uh, get together for a, a pint soon. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have because of all of the lockdowns, I've all these friends that I only started to meet, like uh I only met Bean during the summer, right? Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been crazy. Yeah. One day. <laughs> one day, one day, one day. One well, day. thank you. Thank you so much, Kate, for coming on. And I just was really fascinated to learn about your your story and how you got to where, where you're going. In your, and uh, I encourage everyone who isn't already following her to follow her on, especially on Instagram and Twitter and everything else. But her Instagram is full of just such great ideas. And it's just really beautiful, beautiful photography. And just it's wonderful. So thank you so much to Kate for, for coming on. Um, and on that, I will I will sign out for us today. So please remember to like and subscribe and comment and let us know if there's something you want us to talk about. And again, you can find us on YouTube and where you get your podcasts. So thank you so much for listening. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.